This Off the Hazel podcast is now driven by Delari Nissan Regina. Nissan. And that's four birdies in a row for Drew Kocher to close out the day with a smooth 69, ladies and gentlemen. And would you look at that, Troy Kosher stripes one right down the middle on the wrong fairway. The Reverend can't drive, he can't hit his irons, and he can't putt, but boy can that guy drink. You're listening to Off the Hosel, presented by Nissan Regina. Now here's your host, Drew Kosher, and co-host, Troy McClure Kosher. Hey everybody, welcome back to another episode of Off the Hosel. This is episode 59. My name is Drew Koser and I am your host. And as always, I am joined by my brother and co-host, Troy Koser. Wow, it is busy inside today at Divots. I love it. It's perfect. That was a great hail. Yeah, I know. Look at all the people looking back and going, what the hell was that? It's unreal. I love it. Quickly, before we get going, as always, we'd like to remind you that this is a Nissan-driven podcast. They are the number one place to get your next vehicle, oil change, or any needs at all. They have a great staff that is always willing to help. You can go see them at 1111 Broad Street in Regina, Saskatchewan. Drive Nissan. Troy, why don't you give us a quick rundown on where we're at, and as always. Recording live from Divots Indoor Golf. 6823 Rochdale Boulevard, located in Regina, Saskatchewan. Give them a call at 306-206-1270 or visit them at www.divotsgolf.com. Book your tee time, get in here. Great staff, great service, great food, great golf. Really want to give a special thank out to the staff for the uh, brand new Divots Indoor Golf hoodie that I'm wearing. Yeah, you look good in that Very, very comfortable. Anyways, the old saying is, play Divots, don't make them. Absolutely. Well, I mean, hey, I think there's enough room in there for uh, for you to put some weight on, so it's perfect. Yeah, it's a little big, a little big. <laughs> it's okay. I love it. Okay, well, I do want to uh, you know, obviously get right into it. The open pit, you know, Troy, lots going on, NHL, golf, um, sports. But first, uh, what's new with you? I mean, I know you've been working. You were on, what, six nights I had written down here. What's what's going on? Yeah, I was I was making the bank. I was uh, good. working and then did a, some overtime and... Uh, yeah, I've pretty much been living at my job the last seven days, I guess, or five nights, two days, but uh, still had some time to do a little bit of uh, watching of the golf. I got to play. I've been playing a lot of this one-shot golf. Talk about... Yeah, wearing the new shirt today. Yeah, I know. It's a nice-looking shirt. Again, thanks to the... To... Uh, what's his name again there? Kevin. Dustin. Dustin. I was close. You just Dustin. said Kevin as you thought of Home Alone. Exactly. Kevin! Kevin. No, uh, yeah, been playing lots of one-shot golf. If uh, our listeners haven't been playing it, I seriously think they should uh, download it. Give her a go. He can win some cool prizes. Anyways, uh, no Xbox this week. Haven't had time because I've been either sleeping or working. Uh, watching lots of hockey as much as I can. Mm, what else have I been doing? Paying attention to the new COVID rules, which were announced today, I guess. Same thing, right? Yeah. Hasn't changed. For another month, though. Um, yeah, you? What have you been up to? Playing a little bit of golf online, I guess. I, I have tried out the new uh, one-shot golf game. Not very good at it, but I'll continue to keep playing. 
Um, yeah, not a whole lot. Kind of just working on this, working on guests. We had, our, you know, we had uh, obviously our interview today. Uh, it was a Han Solo one, myself and Dumpf, and we'll get to that later. But um, yeah, not a whole lot, man. I mean, I've been playing golf in the morning, guess here with the owners, which has been nice, and I'm hitting the ball really well. So it's been, uh, yeah, I don't know. Did anybody say hi to Christian? Hey, Christian. Christian's here, guys, as always. Content creator. We just call him content guy. He's got to throw out a plug out to Christian. Content guy. He's doing a hell of a job there behind that red mask. He has to change his, uh, his handle on Instagram. It's just at content guy. At content guy. That's not bad. I like it. Up to him, though. Okay. I did want to bring this up right away. Last week, we had um, a different episode. It was uh, the coasters. We chatted about sports. Uh, the numbers were down a little bit. I was going to ask <laughs> the you. The numbers weren't. Bad. I, I wanted to ask you any feedback. I didn't hear any. Did you, any yeah, I got, I got some messages. People liked it. The numbers. I mean, we're not Scotty Thompson. We're not a 2007 MJT Player of the Year. We're not a, you know, a barstool guy. Whatever it is, but the numbers were down. But people uh, quite enjoyed it. From I heard. Well, that's good to hear. I mean, it. It was a last second thing. We either just going to throw out a. A story we cannot do in a podcast this week. You know, we just decided hell that we're going to do it, and I yeah. mean, I enjoyed doing it with you. Um, again, I didn't hear any feedback. Uh, it, it, maybe we shouldn't do that in the future, but no, fuck. Don't want to listen to it. Don't listen. Yeah, and that's what people must have done, which yeah. is fine. But yeah. hey, we had a great interview with One Shot, uh, Dustin, the CEO, and we we talked a lot about sports. People got heated, and you know, uh, the GM, good buddy of mine, Brain Railway. Last Mountain's like, uh, yeah, your brother gets quite heated up on the, on the whole other talk, eh? Wow, it's just something <laughs> I'm passionate about. And you know what? For our listeners out there that like when I get a little heated up about the Oilers, baseball starts tomorrow. Yeah. Pitchers and catchers report. And I'm a diehard Red Sox fan. We are going to finish dead in the AL East. You want to hear me get hot and heavy? Yeah. Give it, give it a month or so when we start playing ball. <laughs> okay. I did throw it this morning too, in the so- or yesterday in the social media handles. Uh, so new water bottles I thought would be kind of cool. Uh, the athletic style, obviously the squeeze bottle, and the copper insulated. Oh, say the last word, Drew. Whatever it's called, water bottles. And buddy of mine, Shawnee O'Shawnee, made up a mock-up for us, and people seemed to like them. Um, what do you think of them? I woke up from night shifts at 12:30 this afternoon. It's the first thing I saw. I went, those are nice. I'd definitely sip yeah. water on one of those. So, yeah, I mean, I don't know. If people want to, you know, want them or, you know, especially if I do it on my personal account and I share it, don't feel obligated not to, like, oh, my God, he's going to hate me. I don't give a shit. Yeah. If yeah. You, don't want, you don't like it, don't like it. Right. It's fine. We, we need to know before we start getting some of this stuff and, and not selling it. You know, one thing I think that uh, our listeners probably want, and I'm being honest, because something we haven't talked about in the first six and a half minutes here is how bloody cold it has been for the last two weeks, and we're finally getting through. Yeah. Right? It's been cold. It's been freezing. Uh, Man's cold right now. I think off the hustle, we should be looking at some toques. Um, I think that'd be a big seller. Thoughts? I, I think we need to get some more swag. Yeah, I'm going to go ahead and say no on the toques since it's almost March and April. Um, okay, like- well, then we definitely got to stock up on hats because I, know, hats, I yeah. know for a fact listeners have been asking for the hats. So. Yeah, um, hats, absolutely. I think that's where we'll be talking to one of our uh, sponsors, right, Birch? Yep, yep. And uh, get some more swag out there for everybody. Absolutely. Okay, uh, let's move into some uh, NHL sports talk. Oilers, Leafs, Habs, Flames, Canucks, Jets, Ottawa. 
we're going to cover the Canadian teams because it's a Canadian division and we're in a pandemic, so we can't leave the country. So let's start it off real quick here. Uh, going off the top of my list, the Oilers, Troy. Uh, yeah. No ranting this week, guys. No ranting. The Edmonton Oilers, they had four days off, I believe, so they couldn't lose, which was a bonus. They lost last night, though. I haven't got that far. Oh, okay. You just Sorry. interrupted me. <laughs> uh, they were out on the road. They did really well. The team's battling. They're playing a lot better. I think Koskinen is getting a big break with Mike Smith. He played good. He allowed one goal through 63 shots in two games, and it wasn't even an oiler, or it wasn't even uh, the opposing team that scored on him. It was Adam Larson. Again, right? No, was that last week. Oh, geez, we already talked about that, didn't yeah. we? Yeah. It's been a week, hasn't it? Yeah. Yeah, they were off for a few days. Anyways, last night. <laughs> so have you. Yeah, I know. <laughs> last night, they fired up again. They played... Uh, Winnipeg, and I'll tell you, if you don't like high-scoring games, turn your TV off. 6-5. 6-5 loss. Um, Smitty didn't look very Smitty-esque. He no. had let, I believe, four goals in on 20 shots or something and like that. And then Koskinen went in. Koskinen went in. It was back and forth, back and forth, back and forth. Yeah. Uh, McDavid's one point away from 500. Be the third-fastest player to ever do Almost it. Almost great play last night to, yeah. uh, to Nuge. Just yeah. couldn't bury it. Not for, that I want my bosses to know, but I did have uh, the game on while I was at working. So Canceled. Yeah. It wasn't <laughs> It wasn't via video. It was audio. So. Oh, that's different. Um, no, the Oilers, what are they, 8-8 eight eight now? 500? They lost last night, so yeah. they should be 8-9. Eight 8-8. Eight and eight. I believe they're 8-8. Eight eight. Um, we'll see what's in store here. You know, I did see an interesting clip on Twitter today. And I kind of got a little concerned. Because what have I been telling you well, for a well, year you, now? They need a goaltender. No, no. But what have I said about McDavid? That he's going to ask for his way out. Yeah. If stuff doesn't start going trending the other way. Well, there was a clip and a post by... It was one of the sports writers at Edmonton. He was at practice today, and he saw Tippett went up and talked to McDavid, talked to Nuge, and within seconds after Tippett talking to him, during practice, McDavid and Nuge Hopkins skated off the ice. And I'm going, oh, yeah, they just got traded. Oh, they maybe the other day off. No, what I believe it was, it was a captain's meeting. So Dryside didn't skate today. And Nurse followed suit right away after McDavid and, and Hopkins. So I don't know, maybe it was a captain's meeting. But, of course, social media blows it up. Oh, yeah. And, and you should see some of the trade offers that I was reading on there today. Yep, McDavid straight up for Alexander Kerfoot. I'm like, what? <laughs> what? They're just doing that to fire and you of up. Of course, yeah. Uh, so yeah, enough about the Oilers. <laughs> I'm going to walk there, get there back on the ice. I guess it would be tonight well, yeah, as tonight we're recording this today yeah. against Winnipeg. Um, Let's jump into Winnipeg. I mean, All right. there's a hard-working blue-collar team. That's the one one message I got from last week, though. Someone's like, I love it how you're just like, hey, shh, I'll, I'll host it, and you just come in whenever. So, <laughs> so yeah, let's go to Winnipeg. Okay. <laughs> uh, and that was from Worm. Oh, fucking Palinuk. And, and he's like, uh, go easy on my flames. He what? He said, go easy on my flames. I said, well, they're uh, soft. But um, We're going to get to them. Yeah, I just, we're, I, we're into Winnipeg now, as Troy says. Winnipeg is a blue-collar team. They don't have that standout player. They just got rid of Liney. You're right. right? They have four of them. Uh, PLD isn't playing yet. He's still injured, right? Uh, I don't know. I he, thought, didn't, he didn't no, play last night. No, I said no. Um, Shifley's pretty good. Oh, nice Weird. goal. Nice goal last Shifley. Night. No, but they're not, they're not the Oilers with that star power. They're not the Leafs with the Austin Matthews, the Mitch Marners. They're well, just I, th- I, think they, I think they have forgot about two, though. Like Shifley's going to be a top six forward on the 2022. 21 World Hockey Championship. Is that what you're talking about? No, the Olympics. 2022? The players aren't going, are they? Yeah, they're back. 
Oh, yeah. Head strolling back. You didn't see the goaltenders of that roster yet? You talked to Gary? Gary who? Bettman. It's all over the news. Read the news. Huh. <laughs> Learn something new every day. <laughs> Anyways, go back to the Jets. No, Jets are uh, they're a tough team to play. I mean, they're, they're grinders. Get the puck deep, right? Get it out. 30 goals. Uh, they got hell, hell, Hellebuck last night. I mean, again, I'm sorry referring to my other game, but Jesus, the Oilers peppered him. Yeah. Peppered him. Yeah, he didn't 50, look very strong last night. Almost 50 shots. Yeah, he um, didn't look very good. No, he did look very good. I don't think so. Left six goals in, didn't he? Was it four, six, five? Yeah, 50 five, shots, though, Drew. The Oilers are used to letting six goals in on 20 shots. <laughs> That's like one goal every 3.2, 3.1. That's Worm's freaking GAA. So, hey. <laughs> eh? Burn, burn. Uh, let's let's talk. Worms let's flames. go. Let's go into the Habs. Let's go. let's go off my list here and let's go to the Habs. Well, I thought we were just wheeling and dealing this. Habs. Uh, I work hard on these notes. All right. Let's Hab- go off the Habs. <laughs> Habs are coming back down to reality. I think. Yeah. I I don't believe anymore that I know. Last week I mentioned that they are the best team in the Northern Division. They're 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 a good team still, but I think they're starting to come back down to earth. Um, I think they're a soft team. Uh, that's going to piss off a lot of our listeners because I know there's a lot of Hab fans. I don't think they're a very strong team, gritty-wise. Really? No. Josh Anderson, their decor, Edmondson, Weber. There's some big dudes on that team yeah, that are but then mean. You got, then you got little, what do you call them, pigeons, like Gallagher running around. You don't like around. Gallagher? Can't stand Gallagher. Oh, I love the way he's he the plays. equivalent of Marchand. I love Marchand on my team every day of the week. I hate, it, I hate to fight against him. Love him on my team, though. I agree with you. I agree <laughs> with you. If he's an oiler, yeah, Marchand's innocent. Yeah, that's fair. Right? Um, the other thing, too, to be honest, Drew, is I don't watch a lot of Montreal games. Cause yeah, that's fair. I don't like them. And <laughs> that's fine. Usually Montreal's playing the same time the Oilers or, or a Western team. Or, yeah. Sorry, there's no Western teams anymore. Um, I'm not. Who are we jumping to next year? I don't want to jump to Let's jump to the, the Flames. They're looking good. You won last night. Johnny Hockey backdoor. The, the, the thing about the Flames, though, looking good is they've played Vancouver like six times here in the last two weeks. Yep. And Vancouver is... Yeah, they're falling, they're falling right now. Let, let's throw those Markstrom, two in together. Markstrom's got to be laughing in right now. Yeah, I am, I'm thinking they're happy with that, that whole move there. Uh, let, let's let's combine those two in together. Vancouver and Calgary. Van, Calgary's kind of getting a little better. Uh, let's see what they do against the Jets again and the others and moving forward to the Leafs. Um, the Canucks, they're struggling, I think. Sorry, this patron here just offered me a beer, but I'm going to pass. Thanks. Um, <laughs> Vancouver. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks. <laughs> Sorry, we, we got you on the podcast now, sir. There, thought you were offering me a beer. Doesn't know who I am. No. That's fine. So, anyways, Vancouver—they're looking strong or strong. They're, this guy's got me rattled. <laughs> they don't look very good. Um, what's the young kid there? I'll buy that. I'll buy that guy a beer. I'll give him. No, if he does, if he if he buys me a beer, I'll give him a thirty-minute lesson. Yeah, that's Bob. He's shooting for about double bogey. Okay. Kind of, we're getting off the rails here. Who's who's the who's the kid? The, the what phenom. Team? What team? Vancouver. We're on. Oh, he was. No, the other one. The twenty-one-year-old. Twenty-year-old. Tallander. Oh my God. We're have to cut and edit this. No, <laughs> uh, the Swedish guy. Oh, Pedersen. Yeah. What's Elias. going on with him? Awfully quiet. Yeah, he's quiet. Um, yeah, you don't got much to say about all this hockey stuff, or you just want me to keep you rambling on? <laughs> Bob rattled me. Oh, he uh, Bob rattled me too. Okay, but I did want to mention this last topic. We're we didn't even talk about Ottawa. We're, oh, I, I, okay, I, I'm saying that. So Ottawa, they are what they are. They're dating better, I think. They beat the Leafs. DJ, that's where we're going right to next. DJ Smith, great coach. I hope that they start doing a little bit better. But the Leafs last night, 5-1. 
They're up 5-1. They blow a 5-1 lead. They lose. Now, I see online, um, you know, terrible. This happened. This and that. Blah, blah. I've coached a good hockey team for the last three years. And if we're up 5-1 and we lose a game, it's embarrassing. Especially to a bad team. I seen a tweet last night in regards to this exact thing you're talking about. They lost 5-1 to Ottawa. You're up four goals and you lost to Ottawa. Okay, any team, not cool to lose. Yep, absolutely. Right? Ottawa especially, that's very embarrassing. They were comparing this to the Leafs losing to uh, David Allers, the, the third string, fourth string. Ayers, yeah. David Ayers. Yeah. They're comparing it to the two. To losing to a yeah, Carolina time, goalie. Yeah. Yep. The yeah. I, and the Leafs can do that stuff in so much fashion. Yeah. Well, you know, I, I do give a lot of kudos to those, you know, Morgan Riley and, and Matthews. They just said, you know what? It doesn't matter who you're playing that night. It's the NHL. There's good players on every team. We got we to play a full 60. I, I want to ask you a question because I know we're kind of talking Leafs here as well. And I want your honest opinion because, again, I seen on social media, and it wasn't just Joe Smith yeah, yeah. setting it. It was actually the checkmark people. Do you believe Austin Matthews is the league MVP right now? Um, no. Thank you. I, you know, Thank he's you. got the best shot in the league, quickest release, like one of the best shots. McDavid looks great. McKinnon looks pretty who, good. Who would you say right now, after a few weeks of hockey being back, league MVP is right now? In your honest opinion. Wow. I have mine. For how much I've watched? Man, you go first. McDavid. And I, I'm sorry, I'm not trying to be biased or home. They, they, it's... He is an all-around all-star. Like, oh, yeah, for sure. He's a team player first. He's not a me person. Yeah. You know, I would normally select Dreisaitl, but I told you off the air, I'm not a fan of Dreisaitl when he gets whiny and pissy. and moves Yeah, for sure, yeah. And he just gives up on a play. You don't see Connor doing that. Matthews. Actually, sorry. I'll... Matthews is a 1B to me. He, hell of a player, leading the league in goals. One thing I do like about Matthews, I'm going to be honest with you. Have you ever watched him score a goal? His, his celebration after? There's yeah. no, there is no celebration. Um, I've, I've been here before. Yeah, and, and I love that. He, he just put the puck in the net. Okay, boys, let's get off the ice. Yeah. Let's keep doing our thing. I would say right now, if I had, and it doesn't sound weird to you, Kyle Connor from Winnipeg. You're He's, talking Beaker? Kyle Connor. Beaker. From one of... Google Beaker. Even, even out of the North. Our older listeners will know what I'm talking about. Even out of the North division, he's got to be a 1-2-3 guy. Like he's been playing so well, especially with Line A not being around right now. Right. Um, I like the way he's playing. Oh, yeah, you mean nice six. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> no, I'm kidding. <laughs> well, he rattled me. Guy, guy was, he's chirping. That's Bob. He's chirping us. Didn't want to buy us a beer. Okay, while we move on here, I do want to quickly uh, mention that good buddy of mine... And his first as a Yote, Yote as in the Arizona Coyotes, Saturday night, which turned out to be a big goal, Dryden Hunt, and listen to this call, Troy. Stick that in your pipe. What a call. Did you hear that? Dryden Hunt, his first as a Coyote. Stick that in your pipe. Yeah, congrats, Huntsy. You know, former Pat player there. I know buddy of yours. I got to watch a lot of his hockey. Good for you, pal. Really proud of you here at Off the Hosel. Beautiful goal. 
Absolutely, and I love that quote. I must have watched that 15 times, and I messaged him, and he was laughing. He's like, ah, almost a game-winning goal. So, uh, no, he's pretty pumped, and he looked good in those third retro jerseys. So, jumping right along here, as it is a long intro as always, and if you don't like it, you know what to do. Golf Talk, the AT&T Pebble Beach Pro-Am. Our winner was Daniel Berger with an eagle on the 18th to finish. Uh, Troy, we're going to get right into this right away here. Jordan Spieth looked really good again. Two hole outs for Eagle. Came up short. Daniel Berger, as we said, wins and looked strong. Nate Lashley looked really good okay. until, did you see his four putt on 16 and decided to uh, destroy the golf green and just said, fuck it. He was, he was wow. if, if I remember correctly, Drew, because I didn't get to watch a lot of golf, but again, I followed on social media. Lashley was tied for the lead going to that hole, correct? I'm sure Tied or one up. Yes. And what did he shoot? Was it quad bogey? Like, I, I don't notice. I know he's he was on and he was putt for birdie feet. and he four putted, so he made seven. Okay, and it was all within 13 feet. Oh, man. Do you feel bad for him or what? No, because he's a, How do you not. You can't go whole side. You know you got to be low on that hole. He did it himself. And then. What did that cost him, do you think? Money wise? A lot of money. <laughs> I don't know. Probably thousands of dollars. Um, my, yeah. Any. What? Do you want to stand on the top? Oh of your... man, he's just rattled right now. Everyone, continue. <laughs> Spit um, it out. I, I just can't believe. So we put all those two poles. Have you ever done this? And a lot of people said, "No, I never four putted before." Shut up. Yeah, liars. Yeah, I four putted before. We've all four putted. Oh, unless they're talking about playing our society events <laughs> with the uh, three foot gimmies. Hey. <laughs> yeah. No kidding. <laughs> yeah. So people have done that. And then the next question was, "Have you ever jammed your putter into a green?" Um, I've definitely tapped the green hard enough. Not like that, though. Yeah, you know, and Drew, I'll be honest. I'm, I'm not a great golfer. Troy, I, Troy, episode 59, people know now. You're getting better at golf every day. No, so. no, I know. <laughs> but I'm not, a, I'm not a... Putting is very, by far, the worst part of my game, and you know that. Yep. And I have eight putted it and seven putted it, and I've never done that. To me, that's very disrespectful to the people that do the work on those Superintendent, golf courses. Yeah. That isn't your sand green course out in liberty saskatchewan you're playing yeah right these courses are well there's a reason they're being pg hosted events yeah you're, you're just totally sandbagging the people that are putting the work into that well and, and, and you're basically showing the rest of the field i'm i'm a pouty little bitch and not to even fix the the mark that you did but then like sergio got i think two years ago got disqualified for doing the same thing so again this goes back to the whole rules thing where's the consistency of rules and guidelines and respect so i was disappointed i was fired up I'm like yeah buddy that's just good content for the pod perfect but um i guess that's kind of karma i guess you'd say it maybe what is karma a bitch a bitch yeah okay max homa was playing really well this week i thought he was close i like max homa He's funny on Twitter. He chirps guys. I like it. Yep. Played really well. Did you happen to see Akshay Bahita? I might have fucked that up. Sorry. Did you happen to see this kid? He shoots 64 in round one. He turned pro of September of 2019. So he would have been 16 or 17 when he turned pro. He's only 19 years old. I was super impressed. I did not see him, to be honest with you. Six foot nine, 100 pounds wet. I'm kidding. I don't know. But he's that skinny. Unreal. Um, 
Uh, did, did you watch him play? I did, honestly, Drew, I didn't see it. I, get, I caught most of my golf highlights via social media, so. Okay. I, work. Sorry. No, that's fair. Uh, the conditions in round three, the, I don't know if you saw that in the highlights, they were windy and cold, and it looked miserable for all the players, but um, Canadians, another solid week for Nick Taylor, finishing T39, Roger, Roger Sloan cut, David Hearn cut, and Michael Deligic cut. I wouldn't say it's a very solid week for the Canadians. And solid week for Nick Taylor. Oh, I thought you meant for yeah, all Yeah, no. Sorry, I should have put a hyphen there. Um, hyphen. Hyphenated. Troy, why don't you rip off where we are playing next week? Yeah, starting Thursday, we are doing the Genesis Open at the Riviera Golf Course in Los Angeles, California. We got quite the field. I know you and I were... Bob's got Drew rattled again, everyone. Bob here on Simulator 5's got... Eh, he's just... He's, he's out of control. He's upset. Keep it down, Bob. Anyways, we've got quite the Easy, field. Easy, Bobby. We've got, we got quite the field. Uh, you know, some of the notables, Dustin Johnson's going to be there, Colin Morikawa, uh, a personal favorite, uh, family favorite, Abe Answers back. He hasn't played the last three weeks, I believe. Yeah. If not four. Um, so Answers back. Uh, Streelman's playing again. You know, I saw a funny tweet. You know, in life, there's two things that are guaranteed. Do you know what they are? I saw the tweet, yeah. I think it was... Death uh, and taxes. Yeah. But the third thing and on Kevin this list Strillman was Kevin Streelman finishing top 10 at the Pebble Beach. Yeah. I thought that was quite funny. Yeah, that was um, pretty good. So, yeah, we're playing uh, California. Should be a good, good tournament. Uh, I think it's $9.3 million total purse. Yeah. Who, who you got? I know we haven't done this in a while. We're still we're waiting for that, that... Dustin Johnson. We're waiting for that sponsor to come out and go, yeah, we want to do this again. That's why we haven't done the Gambler's Corner anymore, but uh, yeah. just on your personal thoughts. Dustin Johnson. DJ, uh, you know who I'm going to take? Call Morikawa. I like it. California kid. I like it a lot. Okay, quickly, Troy, as today as we're recording this, 25 years ago, this movie came out. How often do you play? Never. This is my first time. Hey, you should play in the Waterbury Open tomorrow. Yeah. Yeah, all right. I'll see you guys there. He's going to play. My God, he's going to win. All righty, Troy. Uh, Happy Gilmore. 25 years ago. I'm 25, so 1996, February 16th, as is recording. So tomorrow will be 360 six days grade 10 for me <laughs> yeah i was not even born yet so in a movie that i've seen sixteen thousand times hold on a sec 1996 i was like six months old i was gonna say you were born in 1995 yeah so but it came out in 1996 though february 16th you were born in 1995 yes i'm turning 26 this year weren't you born in 1995 yes a late birthday september Happy. 15th of 1995 you were born this movie came out in 1996. February 16th, 1996. And do the math on that. If we're going into 2020. Come on. No, you're wrong. You were alive. Google it right now. Okay. You were born September 15th, 1995. Okay. October, November, December of 95. January of 96. February of 96. So it's two months old. You were five months old. <laughs> You okay. just said you weren't born when the movie came Six out. months old, I said, after that. I said I, cracked my, I said six months old. Okay. I just... Had to but I wasn't wrong, though. 
It was born, it was made in 1990 it was released in 1996. Happy Gilmore. Anyways, thoughts on the movie Troy? Well, it's a classic. It's a classic. It's a classic. Price is wrong, bitch. <laughs> easy Bobby. There's just there's easy Bobby. There's just sorry, Bob over here. Not wanting to buy us a bevy. You want he the doesn't whole, know us. You want a piece of me? Nah, I want the whole thing. No, it's uh probably for our golf fans out there, one of the top three definitely golf movies ever made. Yep. Right? Well, and we, that's the same thing we put out uh, Caddyshack on the weekend. The better question Dude. was uh, not have you seen it, how many times have you seen yeah, it exactly. we should have put out. Brings me to my next point. By the way, great movie, Happy Gilmore. We got Adam, Adam Sandler. Sandler coming on? Oh, I'd love to have him on the show. Oh. It would be unreal. But I want to know what you're watching these days. And I know you're at work, but when you're in your downtime, I, just, I told you to watch The Big Short. Uh, a bunch of big names in there. I just finished watching Night Stalker. Terrible movie, crazy series. It freaked me out. Some weird, uh, weird shit going on in there. So you're asking me what I've been watching? Yeah. So I took your advice. I watched The Big Short. Nice. Really good. Right. I, I really liked it actually. Sweet. Uh, it took me. Don't laugh, but when I'm working so much, I fall asleep when I'm watching. It. I took me about three shifts to watch it, like off work. Uh, very good show. I ended up watching two movies on Netflix that. Again, I don't watch a lot of Netflix and stuff, so yeah. I'm trying to. I watched two movies. They were both war movies. One was called The Outpost. I don't know if you've seen it or not. No. Fantastic movie. Um, and the other one was called Mosul, M-O-S-U-L. Uh, if you can't handle subtitles, don't watch it. It's uh, It had a lot of focus on uh, <sighs> Iraqi fighters fighting ISIS, basically. It's, it's, okay. a, it's a war movie. It was, it was really, really good. Cool. Um, Something's coming out here, actually, on Netflix. Right away that I don't want to Did you watch. watch Creed 2 yet? No, I've seen it. That popped up on my thing. I asked Christian this. He's like, I see, I saw it two years ago. I'm like, oh, okay. But I watched uh, Creed 2. Yeah. Really good. The ending... Uh, I'm going to ask you a question. Sorry, I'm cutting you off. doesn't make a whole lot of sense, but... Okay, Did on. you... I know we're a golf podcast. Sports, golf. Did you, by chance, watch the Free Britney documentary? No, I haven't. Can I make a suggestion? Sure. Watch it. It's an hour. Okay. That girl, man. Her life. No wonder she's crazy. That's all I'm going to say. Fair and, enough. And I know. I just I thought it was out there. Right? Because there's been lots of social media posts about free Britney movement and stuff. And anyways, the courts actually ruled against her father. Yeah, yeah. I've seen all you, that. Sh- you, you should check it out. I don't know. You might want to cut this from the podcast. I don't know where the hell is going with this. But you were asking about television and movies. Oh, yeah, yeah. That's what the next topic was. And maybe a new thing we're going to ask. But Creed 2, I'll, I'll watch that. But the ending didn't make sense. He, gets, he breaks his ribs in like 17 places. And he's fighting, um, what's the one that Rocky fights after her, that guy kills Apollo? Fights his kid. And Creed Adonis is fighting this guy. And he b- basically beats this guy with one arm. Is Rocky in it? Or yeah. Sylvester Stallone, sorry. Yeah, he's in it. He's in it. So is Dolph, the dad. Oh, he's, is he really? So it's Dolph Lundgren. Yeah, very. What did I say? Yeah, it's a Dolph. Yeah. Very good show. Watch it. The ending's a little quirky, but I mean, obviously, you I'm just, it. I'm just waiting for a couple things to come out on Netflix Ozark. Here. I need Ozark to come yes, back on. Okay, oh. boom. That's number one. And number two, for myself personally, because it's my one of my favorites. Anything to do with cartel stuff or mafia, I love. So I'm waiting for uh, Narcos Mexico season two here. It should be coming out right away. So. Awesome. And for all our listeners out there, if we're going to do this TV thing real quick, I don't know if I've said this in the past. If you want to get into a television series, and I highly recommend it to you, Drew, Christian, watch on Netflix season 
nine just came out, I believe. Wentworth. W-E-N-T-W-R-T-H. It's an Australian female prison show. Fantastic show. Fantastic. It's actually one of my favorites. Hmm. Yeah, we watched some prison show on the weekend, too. I forgot what it's called, though. It's Inside Prison. I don't know. I don't know. Inside the Life of Toughest. Inside. Yeah, and that guy goes in there and he does a documentary. Really freaked me out. That's kind of cool, though. Yeah. Uh, but this this is going on a little on here, which is totally fine. Yeah, thirty-one minutes and um, eighteen seconds. Wow, love it. Great, uh, great podcast. I guess as always. The, I guess they know where the fast forward button is if they want. Exactly, listen. but I think this is the intro today. Quickly here, great guest on today, uh, Sean Dunphy, born in Melfort, raised in Saskatoon. He's been to the national stage for golf in the mids and the amateur side. Um, you know, a really funny guy. It was just me and him on this one, but. You will not be disappointed, so we hope you guys enjoy this podcast. Are you tired of the same old spice, rum, and coke, or any other basic mixed drink? Well, we want to change that. Here at Off the Hazel Crew, we are proud supporters of Last Mountain Distillery. they got so many good choices that will change your world. Just some off the top of our head. Last Mountain Distillery Whiskey, Rum, Dill Petrol Vodka, Root Beer Schnapps, and now new, Apple Pie Moonshine. If you haven't already checked out Last Mountain Distillery... For all your mixed bevy needs, Last Mountain Distillery, no questions asked. Alrighty, we are pleased to be joined by a guy that is born in Melford, Saskatchewan, but raised in Saskatoon. I've had the pleasure of playing with him once. He's uh, one of the best guys around. He's been to the Canadian Am four times, Canadian Mids five times, nine times more than I have. So without further ado, we have an absolute doozy on for you today. We welcome in Sean Dunphy. <laughs> Thanks for having me, man. Nice intro. Dude, I love that, eh? Just getting the boys yeah. going, all the Canadian ams, the mid-ams, and I'm just the plumber over here. So, no, man, I appreciate you coming on. Awesome. I'm excited to be here. Deadly. Okay, Sean, let's, uh, well, I guess first off, too, if people that don't know, we're here with the number eight ranked player on the Molson Coors and Birch Supply Top 25 Power Rankings Sean Dunphy. I mean, first off, how good does that feel? Oh, it's pretty great. I mean, being three spots ahead of Scott Thompson is exactly where I should be, you know? So I'm pretty pretty pumped about that. I'm glad people realize that too. So happy to get the recognition. But uh, in all honesty, no, it's it's pretty cool. I like this power ranking thing. It'll Honestly, I'm sure it'll be some motivation for guys going into the summer, whether to get into the top 25 or move up from your existing spot or if you're number one, holding on to it. So, yeah. Absolutely. And that's kind of what we wanted to do, obviously, during this whole, you know, pandemic. We can't uh, do much more. So it kind of seemed like, oh, let's have some fun with it and see where people are at and how much people know about, you know, golf in Saskatchewan. I just saw some guys in Manitoba do one too as well, a little power ranking. So they must have liked the trend as well. But, yeah. Oh, good. And I know some of those dusty Manitoba boys too. So I'll, I'll take a look <laughs> at that ranking. <laughs> awesome. Okay, Dumpf. Uh, it's been quite some time since I've seen you. Um, what's new with you? What's going on? I know you had a new business on the go here. Uh, just fill me in, man. Well, I mean, I'm kind of a, I mean, dad, that's, that's my number one thing. Uh, I have a two and a half year old son named Leo and then uh, my wife's pregnant. We have a, a daughter. We just found out, uh, oh, on congrats. the way. Uh, yeah. Early May. So, so right when golf season kicks off, I'll be a dad of two. So that should be that should be a pleasure getting the uh, the golf in, yeah. I'm, uh, <laughs> but uh, no, other than that, I mean, I got the 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 weed business up in Prince Albert going on. Get to uh, 
play a lot of golf at the Cooks and see all my buddies up there. So, uh, no, life's, life's pretty good. I mean, would have loved to have gone down south or do something this winter, but obviously with the circumstances, that can happen. But uh, hopefully, hopefully better times ahead. Well, you just mentioned the Cooks, and obviously, like I said, congrats on the newborn coming and a younger one there. You already have two and a half. I mean, that's uh, awesome. Um, Taylor Asteth, I mean, listen, we're jumping to a quick question here, but it kind of wrote in last night late. Why don't you explain what happened at your first tee shot ever at Cook? <laughs> wow. Okay, so the, the chirps are starting early. Well. <laughs> Okay, so I'm I'm embarrassed to say, but yeah, the the first time I ever played uh, played in PA at, at the Cooks was uh, in 2016. Uh, I have uh, I have a bunch of buddies up there, you know, like uh, Dave and Swenny and Ziggy and Gord, and I know Darcy the pro really well. And so, anyway, it kind of made sense for me to go uh, go up there and play. And I, I had never played it before, but whatever, I go to. <laughs> I go to the first tee, and, and I guess Darcy put me in a marquee pairing. I think it was me, Colin Coben, Swenson, and Ziggy. So it was that's a full you know, loaded group. They, yeah, they <laughs> they expected big things from me, and uh, I was gonna hit driver. Ziggy walks me off the cliff, tells me to hit hybrid. I'm like, okay. Uh, and yeah, I mean, I hit maybe the coldest cold top that's ever been hit. About uh, <laughs> <laughs> it, it literally implanted about an inch into the ground in front of it and then kind of popped out and dribbled off the front of the tee box. <laughs> and, and if you've been to cook before, you yeah. know that like the first tee is kind of surrounded by like the restaurant, the grabbing everyone. Yeah. The pro shop. Yeah. So it was, <laughs> oh man, that's yeah. I'm, I'm really glad that story got brought up, but, but yeah, no, that's what it was. The coldest cold top ever to be hit. What'd you make in the hole? I made five. That's what. It's a good uh, body, right? It's a part, part four, right? Yeah, yeah. That's I nailed another hybrid and <laughs> wedged it on and two putted. So awesome. Okay, Dump yeah. is obviously. I'm sure you've heard the podcast. And what I like to do with all the Saskatchewan guys and probably all of our guests, but especially the guys that everyone knows, you know, backtrack things. You were, you were you were born in Melfort for you know two years. You stayed there, long stay, and then obviously raised in uh, Saskatoon, great city. Um, you know, I want to know what were you doing as a youngster in Saskatoon growing up, you know, golf and hockey, basically, what were you doing as a, as a young Sean Dunphy? Sure. Yeah. Well, the, the Melford thing, I mean, technically I, I only lived there for two years, but, uh, you had Troy on before and I mean, he's my, he's my cousin and yeah. his dad, uh, my uncle Rod and, and sister. And then my, my grandparents. So the same grandpa that he was talking about is my grandpa as well. So, uh, Melford, I didn't actually live there, but it was very much a place that I spent uh, a ton of time as a kid. Um, so my grandpa had a swimming pool and their house was right by the golf course and, you know, my cousins were up there. So yeah, I kind of did half my growing up in Melford and then the other half in Saskatoon here. So I uh, have pretty fond memories and pretty special times with, the, with my grandpa and, and family up there. But, uh, as far as Saskatoon goes, I mean, I don't know. I was I played all the different sports when I was a kid. I was terrible at baseball, to be honest with you. Um, I could never, you know, never grip it. I was the like worst hitter. I was the worst you know hitter that's, in baseball. That, that's exactly it. I swing a bat basically like a pitching wedge with interlock grip, and I just <laughs> feel like a complete fool out there. So so I hung up the, uh, the baseball glove when I was about nine. Um, 
And, uh, yeah, I don't know. I tried soccer and whatever, just like kind of high school or elementary school sports. And, and I mean, honestly, from a really early age, I realized it was two things. Uh, it was hockey and golf, uh, probably from honestly age 10. Yeah. Uh, that was it. And, um, hockey, I was always just kind of one of those mediocre guys, you know, play kind of mid-level hockey, uh, big uh big five hole snipe guy that's, that's really wow. oh yeah, yeah just collecting cookies in the five hole hey oh, always man <laughs> bottom bar that's how you get a goalie rattled you know everybody thinks it's shelf you go bottom bar and that goalie's sitting in butterfly and their head is in their lap man they, they <laughs> it's uh, it's yeah anyway so i still play hockey to this day just you know beer league play on a couple teams with buddies and and whatever but uh yeah it was it was really it was really just golf and hockey all through uh, all through my childhood. Yeah. That's awesome, yeah. man. I have like one baseball story. I played one year, and I was like, fuck, I should be in the MLB. But um, no, I'm kidding. I was so like <laughs> average at it, and I'm athletic. But I was pitching, and this guy like just absolutely line drive steam ones right back to the pitcher's mound, just yep. right in the face. So I'm like, like, what do I do? I'm like obviously in pain. I like run around like a total moron. Like, my head got just cut off with their chicken run to the dugout and they're like what everyone thought i was like dying and they're like dude you're all right like it's just a black guy i was like i'm out of here i'm retiring from baseball and minor league so uh not a baseball guy but yeah yeah, yeah no it's uh you know actually just to touch on that when uh troy was mentioning my grandpa who well he he kind of sloughed him off a hair in terms of the golf ability he was probably a four handicap so he was you know pretty okay. good player but uh he he didn't actually start golfing until he was 38. He played uh, fastball kind of uh, and baseball all around uh, the province and played national and, and that kind of stuff. So when he'd swing, Troy was talking about how far he'd stand on the ball. I mean, it was basically like a baseball swing converted to golf. Uh, and he hit it like deadly straight, hit his irons good, his driver's good. And then, yeah, I mean, his his wedges, uh, the the shanks were like, <laughs> it was it was a real thing. Wedges they were off the hosel? We're, we're not very good. It was a hundred percent off the hobble, wide, wide, long stance, and kind of like a in into out swing. Yeah, it's, uh, yeah, dangerous. Okay, Dump. Um, you know, obviously, you're you're a good golfer, and you've done very well. But I still want to, you know, stick on the younger days here. You know, growing up golfing. When did it become a passion? Because you know, everyone plays it. I have more buddies playing now, obviously due to the pandemic, you can't do much else, but when was it like kind of a, yeah, I'm pretty good at this and I want to keep playing and, you know, maybe who, who kind of helped you groom yourself into being a player that wants to play every day and <clears throat> sorry, and, and yeah. just competitive, sorry. Just no, choke. sure. I mean, uh, it kind of goes back to that, uh, the, the Melford days, like kind of before I was 10, I, I never really took anything too, too serious. Um, and, you know, my grandpa taught me how to play, uh, as did my Uncle Rod. You know, he was he was there to help, too. And, uh, you know, my dad, too. And, yeah, I mean, you know, Melford used to have some pretty high-profile tournaments. There used to be the Melford Open, which was, you yeah. know, it was, a, it was a big, big event 20 years ago. And, uh, and so I kind of grew up caddying and volunteering or kind of helping out, like, finding balls in the trees or whatever. And I... I'd watch all these good players from Saskatoon and Prince Albert and Melfort that would, would come up there. And I mean, I think that's when I was kind of clued into what tournament golf was when I was about eight or nine. And, and I would always go to the range with the other little 
kids during the tournaments and, and hit balls. And, and I think that's kind of where the passion came from, but you know, I'd, I'd be lying too. like, like, you know, Troy's dad, Rod, he, he was a very, very good player and, you know, he won an am, he, he won the lob stick. He won a few things played in willing and cups, that kind of stuff. And so it was always kind of there that we had good golfers in the family. And yeah. then I, I just kind of, you know, with the connection between him and my grandpa and being in Melfort and all that, it, uh, that's kind of what it, what it came into. And I think when I was 11, I joined Wildwood in Saskatoon, um, played there for like four or five years, kind of same old story as everyone else. Like I'd get dropped off by my parents at eight o'clock on Saturday morning and be there till eight at night, just playing games, playing for loonies, playing whatever, playing yeah. 50 balls in a day sometimes. Yeah. That's awesome. Okay, well, that, that goes right into my next question. You know, in junior golf, you mentioned off the record, nothing too serious, but you played at some, you know, really good clubs, obviously, with uh, Riverside. You mentioned Wildwood. Um, you know, kind of very similar to the last one, I guess, but, like, when did, you know, playing at Riverside, you must have been, you know, playing some junior events there and being competitive and starting to see, hey, I can play junior golf and, and compete on the, on, the, on the junior circuit. Yeah, I mean, I think when I kind of sloughed off junior golf, I never played great in, like, provincials or, like, MJT type stuff. Um, I don't know what it was. I mean, I used to have <laughs> a bit of a temper when I was younger, too, and <laughs> Uh, I still do to this day, and, and if, if I'm completely honest, I don't think a, a temper is really that bad of a thing. You see it in every other sport, and you think it gets a guy fired up, but you see it in golf, yeah. and it's, you know, the worst thing in the world. But uh, I've learned to control it a whole lot better, too. But when I was young, I mean, you also take things for granted when you're young, right? Like, now I appreciate, like, hey, I got, I'm going to have two kids at home this summer. If I get to golf, that's a, you know, it's a privilege, right? For Whereas, sure. You know, when you're 15, you're kind of like, oh you know, I have to go golf today. Like you want to, but you also just kind of don't care. Yeah. Um, and so I think that's, you know, my biggest regret from junior golf is not really getting maybe my head on straight. Cause I, I think I had quite a bit of talent. I just never really, uh, never really focused enough to do kind of really good things. Like, you know, you hear Dave and Scott going to nationals and winning junior titles and, and all that stuff. And, and I think, if I had it all to do over again, that might have been one thing I would have done is just kind of just kind of gave a shit when I was younger. Yeah, about, more drive. But, you know, such is life. It's it's no big deal, really. But uh, I did get to play on, uh, like, Evan Hardy. We won the high school cities and provincials. We I went to SAS Summer Games. Okay, um, I'm going to stop it there, Dumb. Before you answer that yeah. question, that's my next one. You, you played in the SAS Summer Games. I played there, too. So we're... We're similar. We're similar right there. But as the interview goes on, we we drift apart because you're better than I am. So, uh, whatever. But you're on my show, so I have to ask the questions. But you played in the SAS Summer Games. Where was it, and who was on that team? Oof, oof. Okay, this is man. I I should have I should have researched stuff before I sent this, man. Uh, it was <laughs> I know it was me and Stosky. I was the 16 year old, and he was the 18 year old. I think. Okay. Uh, Justin Soski, he was he was a player, man. I haven't I haven't seen that guy in forever, but yeah, all through junior golf, he was he was really good. Um, I don't remember the other two. I, I don't want to come off like a like a tool. It was a long time ago, obviously. <laughs> okay, you know. fine. Well, let's ask where was it then? Where, do you know where it was? Yeah, it was in uh, it was in Sunny Weyburn. What? Wow, mine was in Meadow Lake. So. 
yeah, different okay. parts of the province, but uh, it was a cool experience. So, hey, I mean, I, I quite enjoyed it. I mean, we oh, had yeah, to live honestly. in a dorm and I mean, yeah, sorry, go on. No, I honestly, that was the first thing I was going to say too. I mean, it was the first time I ever really experienced like being in a dorm and like, you know, it's just local, like provincial athletes, but it, it's cool in the sense of like, I don't know, like I got to, you know, hang out with the baseball guys and whatever. Like it's, it's just kind of fun to be in that, uh, that atmosphere. That was probably the number one thing I remember about it. Honestly, um, was just kind of having fun with a bunch of other kids your age. Um, but but no, we played we played well too, and so, you know, to win win that, and I came second individual, so it was, you know, it's a decent accomplishment anyway. Absolutely, man. I have one story from that. I I was there was so it was the golf team, the baseball team, and another team was there, and this this one guy, one of the dads, was like on the baseball team side of things, was snoring so loud, so I didn't sleep for like four days, and this guy sounds like a legit steamboat just. Poof, 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 poof. Just all night, and one of the kids on the football team, this, this guy, this dad was a baseball guy. <laughs> Pardon my French. This guy was like, "Hey, can you shut the fuck up?" And like, <laughs> I can't believe this thing. The guy didn't snore the rest of the, the, the next day, but I mean, the first four days I didn't sleep a wink. Um, but yeah, that was uh, it was a cool experience. So living in the, I, I don't know where it was, Meadow Lake, the dorms, and I mean, the food wasn't great, but hey, it's all part of the experience. So. Yeah, absolutely. No, it was it was it was pretty cool, honestly. Okay, I got some more questions now, Dump. About um, well, you already touched on it. You know, high school provincial runner-up. I mean, um, I was also a high school provincial player and runner-up. So, like I said, we're on the same path here, but things kind of take a twist at some point during the interview here between you and I. But um, you know, being a runner-up, high school provincials. Uh, do you know where the event was and and who you lost to? Oof. Uh, it was in Greenwater, and no, I don't. But Greenwater? I do know we had a nasty team. Uh, I can only remember two off the hop, but it was Ashley Olnick was, was, the, uh, was the girl on our team. Uh, and she's, I mean, she's a player. I bet you she's probably won five or six titles. Um, Jason Schneider was on that team, too. Like, we were, we were pretty, pretty strong, and we kind of cruised through the city portion, and then... Uh, yeah, yeah, did did good at uh, at the high school provincials as well. Uh, it was at yeah Greenwater. I man, I'm I'm bad with with some of this stuff. I I, I remember it happening, but this, I, I this whole resume is just fake. Yeah, Drew, here's a resume from some guy. Here you go. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, I just kind of made it up. Uh, no, 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 it, it did happen. I just uh, honestly, the the details. Yeah, yeah, that's. I mean, man, I graduated high school what 2006 like it's it's coming up on a long time <laughs> i did that math the other day too i was in 13 so 2021 what is that math seven years yeah seven eight years oh, yeah god yeah man it's crazy okay well this is where like i said this is where we are different Dunf. you go to four canadian men's and would have been five obviously post pandemic but you make a will in the cup team in 2013 but first off i gotta ask man i asked all the guests and i'm sure you've heard Maybe I'm just asking for like advice to maybe I'll get there one day or maybe I'll just be there like covering Golf Canada as a podcast guy because I'm just an average golfer. But I want to know Canadian AMs, man. Like, let's talk about those and some of those experiences. Yeah, well, I mean the the Canadian AMs are, I mean it, they're they're amazing. 
honestly, they, they put on a, a first-class experience. It's, it's like, you know, a bunch of guys have said, but it's tight fairway, it's thick rough, uh, you know, kind of firm tabletop, fast greens, lots of undulations. Like, I mean, it's it's really, really good championship golf, and it's, it's really fun to kind of test yourself against it. I mean, playing at Nationals, I mean... I probably have better experience playing at provincials, but I've, I've always done good at nationals, you know, I've, yeah. I've kind of made the cut half the time, you know? And, and so it's, it, but I've never really embarrassed myself out there either. I, I play a pretty steady game in general. And For so, sure. you know, you just try to highlight, uh, I mean, I hit my three wood very well and I hit my driver can be pretty sporadic. And so when I go up to those places, even though the courses are longer, I, I try to really focus on that club and just see what, you know, 260, 270 off the tee, where that puts me and what what clubs I need to hit going in. And, you know, in Saskatchewan, you can kind of get away with hitting three wood off the tee and then, like, you know, a wedge or like yeah. a nine iron. Whereas out there, it's, it's you know, a four or five iron. But if the hole's playing tough enough, you can, you can really shave a lot of strokes up there. My one uh, humble, very, very small-time claim to fame at the Canadian uh in don't 20, be humble Dumpus is your show uh, right now you're running the show here <laughs> 2018 through 15 holes i was tied for the lead uh in the first round wow. yeah so i was 500 through 15 um got a couple bad breaks coming in ended up being uh finishing 200 but the course that was at was uh it was called pheasant glen and, and 500 was the course record actually uh it's a <laughs> super tough uh, but no yeah way. i just kind of struggled coming in but it was you know it's kind of cool to to be there i ended up making the cut and just kind of doing mediocre from there but it's you know it's still uh it's something i mean and and you think about it i've I've looked back on it before like what i could have done differently and how well i played and then you just think like elite amateurs and and mini tour players and stuff just how good they are because i mean i was playing my best golf just be five under through 15 and and these guys are doing that not only for 15 holes, but 18 holes and not for one round, but for four rounds. And, and you just, you realize just how much time and dedication you'd have to put into it to get to that. Yeah. To really contend at those tournaments. But, but for me, it's really just about challenging myself, you know, just making sure that, you know, I can hold my head high at the end of the week, whether, you know, you make the cut or you don't, or you finish 25th or, you know, you, you finish 60th. it is what it is. It's all relative. The ter- courses are very hard. And generally speaking, I'm pretty proud of the way I've played at them. Um, and, you know, they're also, they're boys trips, right? They're, they're <laughs> a lot of fun. Like, it's really fun to go with 10 buddies to a wicked golf course and get treated first class and eat first class food. And, you know, you are you get $500 worth of tea gifts when you show up. And, you, you know, it's just, it's a it's a unique experience and, and I mean, I, I really do cherish them. You know, I've been fortunate to go nine times last year was a heartbreaker cause it was supposed to be Glencoe for the, yeah. the and I would have qualified, which, you know, was kind of a, a bummer, but obviously far bigger things going on in the world than, you know, me getting to play nationals <laughs> last year, but it's, you know, these, these things are, it's, it's what I kind of build the, build my, my summer around I, like i was saying i'm a dad now it's i gotta go to the lake with the family i gotta in the next couple of years my kid will be playing soccer or hockey or whatever and yeah these these moments these these tournaments and stuff they're 
they're you just don't want to take them for granted um yeah, so yeah no that, for that sure man that's my recommendation if you get there try your best have fun hold your head high no matter what you do yeah man absolutely and obviously just the further back what you said about just how good those guys are like i'm watching the the at&t here now and you know patrick chantley seven under through eight holes like you know and, and obviously you mentioned off the record like you know you you've you know, you've walked around with my cousin who caddies for Abe Answer, and, and these pros are so good. But at the same time, like, you know, going to an amateur, Canadian amateur, Canadian mid, and we'll get to that right away too. But just getting there, and whether you shoot 85, 83, fuck, man. It's like dumb and dumber. We're there. You know, like, yep. that's super cool. And, and the way you said that about cherishing it, man, that's awesome. Yeah, well, and it's it's like I said to uh, like on that topic, like I was kind of saying, I've I've made the cut half the time, I've missed it half the time, but you know, missing the cut, as long as you're not a tool about it, what you do is you go back to your hotel room, you have a shower, you kind of be sad for twenty minutes, and then you find a guy that made the cut and you go caddy for him. Um, yeah, and and you know that's how you soak it up. I've been fortunate though; I've had Colin Coben and Dave Stewart caddy for me at nationals, which is like it's pretty cool, and I've. I've been able to caddy for Scott Thompson in nationals and you know, it's, it's kind of just as fun on both sides. Like it, uh, yeah. Yeah. It's, it's really about that, uh, that experience and just kind of soak it in, have fun. Okay. Duff, I do want to touch on some mid am stuff. Obviously, you know, you're going to five Canadian mids and made the team in 2019, you know, like again, I mean, just getting there, like a guy, like even for myself, you know, I think I'm good, but I got to do a little bit more to be where you guys are at, I think, or, you know, get lucky one week or whatever it is, you know, just talk about those, you know, experiences, man, like going to the mid-am and, you know, you're playing as some of the best players in the world and, you know, and considerably, you're considered one of the best players in the world right now because you're at that event. So um, just touch on the, you know, the mid-ams and maybe one of your favorite ones. Yeah, I mean, okay, well, there's there's kind of two parts to this. I mean, the mid-am, first off, is it's just fun, man. It's it's the best. Like, it's the the Canadian ams, like, you're you're very, very, there's a very serious vibe to it, right? And, and yeah. I mean, I think Golf Canada, you know, I think they did it right when they switched mid-am age to 25 because the reality is if you hit 25 and you're not going pro or, or trying to make it, it – you are now a high-level amateur golfer who is, you know, you're there for elite competition, but but fun, right? It used to be yeah. 35. I think I think that gap was maybe a bit a bit too big, but yeah, you know, the, the Canadian mid, you play just as good of courses. Like I mean, arguably, uh, I'll, I'll touch on it when I go back to my favorite Canadian mid. But you, you know, you you play just as good of courses but you play on a smaller field. Generally speaking, the Canadian mid is a lot more Canadian as well, where the Canadian men's like the, the big amateur one more national players. And yeah, there's, there's probably over a hundred internationals that play it right. And they're, they're flying in or they're, they're playing div one in the U S and they're coming up here. And I mean, these guys are elite, elite but <laughs> yeah. in, in the mid you have, whether it's, or not but you have the feeling in a canadian mid that you know i someday maybe you could win it maybe not me but i mean i I look at the good saskatchewan players and you know i think of you know i I think of scott or 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 danny or dave or 
you know, Ty, Roman, they're not old enough yet. But, but I mean, these, these guys are players. And the Canadian mid, you can beat a guy from Toronto, no problem, you know, if, if yeah. you play well. And that's, that's kind of the difference. Whereas at the Canadian men's, I kind of know I'm playing and it's a bit of a, it's a pipe dream, you know, that making you try to go in thinking like I could win, but the reality is if you make the cut, you're doing really, really good for a guy from Saskatchewan. Uh, and it's a 25% cut at the Canadian men's too. So it goes from 260 down to 70, uh, which is wow. pretty wild. Uh, but at the Canadian mid, like, I mean, you have valid feelings that you could, you know, you could do something special. Um, and you're, you're playing against most of the Canadian guys on amazing courses and, and there's more of a relaxed vibe too. You know, it's, it's, it's not like it's a constant party by any means, but it's, it's also family guys and yeah. kind of professionals and, and you're having beers, you're, you know, you might see a little bit more burgers and fries at the Canadian mid versus you know, like that <laughs> protein shakes and workouts. <laughs> and so it's, it's just, they're both, awesome in their own way but the the canadian mid is i mean it's 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 the ultimate the the best canadian mid i played in was at victoria golf club uh in 2018 and that one they call it the pebble beach of canada um and and they have seven holes out there that it's like uh, i i don't really generally remember course based on the holes i kind of usually remember more based on the feeling or kind of the overall layout whereas victoria club's the exception i mean i i can't forget a couple of the holes out there where you're you're literally on a tee box and and they kind of when you're going there you're looking at pictures and it looks like the ocean's kind of right beside you but you get there and and you're standing on the back of a tee box that it's literally like a cliff and you look down and like 20 feet below is just it's the ocean it's it's pretty wild how how that course is set up and it uh yeah, so that that was that was the best Canadian mid I've been to. Just you know, not to mention you're in Victoria, you're with the boys. You're yeah, it's it's a it's a it's a pretty good time. Um, yeah, man, yeah. I, I wish. I mean, hopefully someday. I mean, I am 25 now. They're done, so uh, who knows? I mean, maybe I can get my chance to get um, either one of them. It would be awesome. But yeah, no, for sure. I I'm working my tail off to hopefully get there. Um, this year we'll see what happens obviously hopefully the pandemic's kind of put on a halt and we can get down to play some other courses besides uh you know saskatchewan and whatnot but yeah man that's awesome well for for you i i wouldn't say who knows man you you go to provincials and just play steady play smart man it's it's really the recipe in stroke play you just never get too high never get too low i mean obviously i guess getting too low like you look at like ty and danny this year at uh yeah warm going dash 10 whatever okay that's that's the exception not the rule man you you go out there and just try to hover around like even couple under par and you know you might be in the mix to win the thing or at at worst you're you're gonna book your plane ticket to go wherever you want i mean that's that's my provincial advice just play Play within yourself. Don't do anything too stupid. And I love stroke play golf. Always have because over three or four rounds, scores kind of tend to correct themselves. Uh, yeah. I mean, you, you, if you can shoot right around 70, 72 for three or four straight days, you're going to be in a really good spot. And you see the rest of the leaderboard kind of fluctuate up and down. Um, 
but yeah, steady golf, man. And you'll, you'll be, you'll be out there, uh, having fun with us in no time. How much do you charge done for, uh, for therapy? Well, I'll, I'll send you an invoice. You might be the first guy to ever <laughs> go on empty. So we'll, we'll <laughs> you know what? You'll be, I'll, I'll do it pro bono for the first guy. Yeah. I love we'll it. I love it, man. Jay, I, I, we kind of missed when we, we got talking and I love it, but I did want to know, and I hope you know this answer because you kind of, you blanked on the few of the, the youth days, but the 2013 willing the cup, who was on that team? Uh, it was me, Dave Stewart and, um, Dakota Cameron. Oh, right, right. We talked with it off the record. Okay, cool. Cool. That's yeah. Awesome. And then, um, Scotty was the alternate. Scotty T. Yep. Yep, yeah, the the one and only Scotty T, number eleven in the power rankings. I'm number eight. It's gotta be tough for him. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like sucking that Scotty. I could, I could fall to number two hundred in the power rankings, but it just it's just the best thing ever, you know. <laughs> for right now. <laughs> I love it. Jay man, um I have to ask this question, I do all the time. Um no college golf. Some guys are different. You know, Scotty T didn't do it as well. Uh, was there no interest at the time or was there any offers, you know, what was the, um, you know, maybe the reason behind it? And if you don't want to answer that's totally fine too. Oh no, it, uh, it, it was, you know, this kind of goes into the whole ball of junior regret, to be honest with you. Okay. Um, I, I've effectively stopped golfing from about age 18 to 20, um, the only tournament I played in those three years was the lobstick. And, and when I say I quit golf, I mean, I played the lobstick in maybe two other rounds a year uh, wow. for those those three years. And so 18 would have been, I guess, the college year. Uh, when I was in grade 11, I had played quite a few tournaments. I got pretty interested. I know a lot of my buddies were kind of doing the, the college golf or application thing. And, I mean, I'm I'm – not sure if I would have got on anywhere or maybe I could have eked into like a div three college or, or something. It, it kind of really goes back to the whole 15, 16, 17 thing. I was a, I was a pretty good player. I just didn't, didn't really care. Uh, and so I, I think that's where it's the college golf. It, it was never really even a thought because I just hadn't put enough time, time into it. If I had to do over again, I would have loved to go down south and play play at some wicked school and i don't know just whatever have fun and experience it and honestly even if i got a couple art class credits and and came back here to finish my degree (laughs) then uh it would have been well worth it it's it's honestly i don't regret very many things but that's that's one thing i look back on and just wish i would have you know smartened up a bit in grade 10 11 12 and and, i'm the same way man i hear you but but you know what partying with with your buddies in high school is pretty fun too so you can't <laughs> yeah i can't be too disappointed in myself i ended up turning out all right went to went to u of s and and really started picking up golf again in my early 20s and um yeah that's that's kind of the story okay Duff, off to our questions from the gallery which is brought to you by our good friends over at divots indoor golf yep we're located there full-time not only that they are the number one place to golf in the city and surrounding area they have so much to offer they have seven great golf simulators great food and beverages are always flowing call today 306-206-1270 or check out their social media at divots indoor golf on instagram twitter and facebook divots is located on rochdale boulevard play at divots it's the place to be don't be uh don't be a weirdo just play divots and have fun 
Okay, Dumpf, we have uh, quite a few questions came in, and actually, Scotty T just texted me, and lucky I saw this, and my phone has been off. I just saw this question. We'll go to his first two questions. Okay. Here's the first one that is coming in off, hot on the line and off the hosel. Scott Thompson asked, forgot to ask Dumpf a question. What is the worst putting display he's ever seen at a national event? LOL. Oh, that's easy. Uh well, kind of how I mentioned, um, it, this was at Summit in 2019 in Toronto. Uh, I personally made a piping hot triple on the last hole to miss the cut, but hey, that's golf. Uh, so anyway, I grabbed uh, <laughs> Scott Thompson's bag, and he he had been, he was saying he was playing pretty good, but like this Summit course is no joke when it comes to putting. Like, I, I mean, you, you don't really make all that much there it's like an old stanley thompson style course but uh anyway scotty uh auto jumped on his bag um we, we get out there he hits you know like this like baby draw 310 driver little nine iron to about 10 feet three whack okay whatever no <laughs> we go to the next hole it's like this 230 uphill par three it's outrageous and he hits like this little butter knife three iron to about like 20 feet three whack uh and that was that was the beginning of what i would say over two rounds i'm not kidding minimum 80 putts minimum 80 putts like it would be (laughs) and i mean that's probably me being charitable uh like it was you know and he's he's still such a player but he probably shot 78 ish 76 i don't know with wow i mean there was there was one putt in particular i don't remember what hole or whatever it was on but we we were both just you know stunned looking at it it was like 20 <laughs> feet in that crazy and scott's like oh whatever i think it goes right to left i'm like man this is downhill and then he's like well yeah look at that slope this is downhill whatever and <laughs> we spend this like absurd amount of time looking at this right to left what eventually we found out after was well it was we thought it was right to left downhill he hit it and it probably from 20 feet was 12 feet short and it was <laughs> uphill left to right yeah three whack i don't know we had we had about a dozen of those and uh yeah but it was it was a pretty pretty good time but yeah, i mean it's not even close that's the worst putting i've ever seen in my life <laughs> all right scott thompson also mentioned this was early in the week it's not really a question. It's more so a concern I am for the 2020, 2021 Lou Cup. Um, but he mentions just how good of a match player you are, uh, especially the lobster. Do you care to elaborate on that, Dumpf? Well, I mean, shades of gray. This goes back to, uh, I had mentioned to you off the record, I'm, I'm kind of uh, a bit of a Tony Finau when it comes to results. So. <laughs> just cashing checks and just finishing well, second. Yeah, I like love it. Gift card. My, my all-time <laughs> gift card number is, it's huge. I'm, I'm probably in the five digits. But uh, <laughs> when it comes to Ws, I, I don't get a ton. I mean, but I, I kind of have that that gift and curse where it's it's a lot of, top eights kind of you know from second place to eighth place and so i hear you uh, i do play well at the lobstick um i've played that tournament forever three years as a junior and i think well whatever the math works out to another 13 or 14 as a as an adult and i never played oh dude you're you it's the lobstick is like the saskatchewan version of nationals that's what it's like because you just you got all the boys 
they, you know, we're, we're up at Waska Sioux. It's cool because, you know, you play a tournament maybe in Saskatoon and then everybody goes home, right? Or, or you go back to your hotel and, yeah, and you might have a few ways. buddies, whatever. Whereas Waska Sioux, I mean, you're talking 200 plus guys playing match play. You're up at Waska Sioux. You're isolated. Like, you have no choice but to go hang out with 30 or 40 buddies every night at different cabins. Like, Coben, Colin, he's he does, like, the lasagna night, and Phelps and Stralo do the wing night, and you got, like, you just, it's such a ritual up there. Yeah. Um, and, I mean, it's, yeah, it's, it's just, yeah, I'd never miss it. But I do play good in match play. Uh, I play, you know, relatively steady. I know Waska Sioux kind of like the back of my hand, so... Over the years, I've kind of put driver away a lot up there, and I have this old 13-year-old three-wood that, uh, I mean, it's the best club in my bag, and, and it goes about 260 off the tee, maybe 265, and wow. for Sioux, it's perfect. Uh, you just kind of split the trees, sit it in the fairway, wedge it on, um, and kind of par them to death, but what I love about Waskasoo is you always have that back pocket driver, um, and you got <laughs> arguably five par fours that you could drive up there you know maybe even six if i'm kind of running the numbers here but you you, you kind of always have that at waska students so no matter whether you're starting on one tee or it's a shotgun start whatever you can always kind of maybe you're one down or two down through eight but you you kind of know i'll just chip away playing smart but yeah you get to the end and and you drive a par four and then you you two putt birdie and win the hole and keep it keep it rolling um and so so yeah i mean that's that's the the match play portion of the lob stick. I generally play better in the open, uh, the stroke play part of it. But I mean, yeah, I don't know. I've been been the bridesmaid at both of those a couple of times. Uh, yeah, got waxed by Greg Swenson on eighteen in the in the final. He's a player, man, good buddy of mine. And um, yeah, you know, Danny Brett Henry was like, man, he's a good player up there for quite a while too. Like, there's. There's a bunch of guys. Ty Zabba won it last year. Yeah. Felt and Coben are always in the mix. Like you get just such a good rotation of guys that, that are always up there. And yeah. So it's, it's kind of the, the only thing that sucks is that you always know you're going to play your buddies in match play. And there's no, <laughs> there's no tomorrow in match play. Right. So yeah. Win, but you know, they're going home or, or the other way around. Well, congrats, buddy. You're going on, <laughs> but uh, I guess I'm going home. So, uh, but no, it's, it's, yeah, it's outside of nationals. It's the best week of the year, and it's not really that close. Wow. Well, like I said, I am worried. I mean, if if I do make the twenty twenty one Luriel Cup, I miss the last one. But it sounds like you guys will have a good team. And from hearing everyone, everyone about you as a match play player, uh, I hope I don't I don't get teamed up against you, Dump. I mean, love you, buddy, but fuck. <laughs> well, yeah, we'll we'll see. I mean, you'll be at your home track, but. No, the the Louis Riel, that's that's another one. Like I get to play Challenge Cup versus Riverside, uh, alternating years, and Louis Riel versus Royal Regina, and I mean, man, those are those are fun. They're great, yeah. Fun events. I, I mean, the singles portion's kind of cool, but like it's it's those team match plays things that when you're playing with another guy from your team against two on theirs, and yeah, that's that's as good as it gets. No, I, I hope to see you at the Luriel, and I'll, I'll call you out right now. We'll we'll update it on the podcast. We'll do singles, me and you. <laughs> I love it. I love it. Hey, I ain't afraid of nobody. Uh, yeah, maybe I'm afraid of some people, but um, I always love a good. Hey, as long as I have to spend four hours with someone on the golf course and you're not a tool, that's okay. I need to spend four hours with someone that's cool and 
right now, Dump, uh, you're in there. So uh, I'll, I'll tell my team captain that uh, Dumpy doesn't want to play me. Um, no, I'm kidding. We'll play. <laughs> okay, man. Dave Stewart writes in three questions here and maybe a fourth. Not sure if. Uh, wow. A, but. Um, Dave's like the biggest fanboy of Sean, by the way. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, he, he stocks our fridge with Molson products. So he's an absolute weapon. And I love Stewie. But oh, the question is, Dump, Melfort Journal article from Saskam. That was it. Yeah. <laughs> wow. That wasn't a question, more of a statement. So um, yeah, no. what is the Melfort Journal article from Saskam about? Yeah, no, this is actually a pretty good story. It was, uh, well, that that was the year that Dave won, and, and I finished second. But in the, the first two rounds uh, there, I shot 76, 77 the first two days. And so I was kind of way out of it. Uh, I think at one point in the tournament, I was 10 over or 11 over, maybe halfway through the third round. And so anyway, but the third round wasn't set up like it is now where you do it based on scores. I don't know why this was, but anyway, Dave was out before me uh, on on the third round. And so anyway, this is also to 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 kind of mention here he was staying at my grandpa's house like i invited him to stay at my grandpa's house for the week nice uh, guy cool and whatever so yeah no dave's like whatever he's staying with me and he was like a group or two ahead of me and i i kind of finish on 18 and i walk by like the putting green at melford and i see a guy from melford journal interviewing dave and he was he david shot 67 on the third round and he was telling the melford journal how he he shot 67 and i quote and it was the low round of the day you know i i played good out there and it's it's kind of nice to know to like expand the lead but he did not know that i had also come in at 67 behind him he had just i guess looked at the leaderboard and assumed <laughs> that he was safe to say he was low round of the day and then uh we read about it the next day in the Melford Journal in my grandpa's house that he was staying at. So, yeah, that's the Melford Journal story. Yeah, that's awesome. Okay, this next one from Dave, and I, I man, I'm usually good at finding the back burner of the internet here. I could not find it for the life of me. The CTV news story from Wildwood. Oh, yeah. Okay. Well. <laughs> Like, see, I was going to mention a couple of these things. So the, the CTV news story from Wildwood, I mean, basically what you got to do is go ask any golf SAS guy or, a, you know, guy you play tournaments with just to send you the link on, on Facebook or whatever. But basically what happened was this is, I don't know, maybe four years ago, five years ago. Um, and Wildwood is always the first course to open in Saskatoon pretty much like clockwork it's always open like that march 30th to like april 2nd and yeah. you know club doesn't open usually until like masters weekend or later so everybody's always jumping at the bit to go to to go play and so we we go there and i, I think there was eight of us so we had booked two tee times and we're on the putting green first day of golf in saskatoon i don't even know it might have been the first tee time of golf in saskatoon and so we're, we're on there and then we see uh it was either CTV news or global news come to Wildwood to the putting green because it's the first day of golf. Right. So they want to do this like interview thing, I guess, whatever. And, uh, so the guy, like the interview guy comes to the, 
to the green and he's like, Hey, who wants to do an interview to talk about the first day of golf in, uh, in Saskatoon? And they were all like, no, no, whatever. And then they were like, don't you do it. You do it. You do it. I'm like, man, I'm not doing this, whatever. And they're like, no, man, you've got to do it. I'm like, okay, whatever. So they all like, are like snickering off the side of the green laughing, whatever. And I go do the interview and then I come back and they're like, what'd you say? What'd you say? And I said, I said, you guys are all terrible and I'm really good. <laughs> and that's exactly what went on uh, TV. I basically just said that it, they, they, they wrote my name as Sean Dunphy, avid golfer. That's what I told them. And then they, they interviewed me and asked whatever. And I said, yeah, my friends are all terrible and I'm really good. And so it was, uh, it kind of went, uh, got spread around Saskatchewan pretty quick, and I don't think many people know the actual backstory there, but it was me chirping them because they forced me to do the interview. But uh, <laughs> it's a pretty good clip, and I honestly cannot believe that uh, whoever it was, Global or CTV, actually ran the clip. They just interject <laughs> straight to me saying that and then cut to the next clip. It's, it's pretty good, honestly. You should have done like the Ricky Bobby. Yeah, I wake up every day. I piss excellence. I'm the best there ever is. <laughs> well, that, was, that was kind of the theme, honestly. Yeah. <laughs> okay, I love it. Another one from Dave Stewart here. Vancouver slash Victoria road trip. Mm. Yeah, so this one, I mean, I know Scott and Dave have both touched on this one already. So I was trying to think of like, because I kind of had a feeling somebody would ask this. Like it's. There's, there's two parts that I don't think they mentioned that still keep it pretty PG. Um, don't worry, we're explicit. Well, yeah, but there's like, <laughs> I, I don't know. I don't want to sewer anyone, so I got to keep it. Yeah, that's fair. But regardless, uh, the first part of it is that when we left for the road trip, we left at 9 p.m. on Friday night. And then we drove straight through the night and we got to Vancouver at 1 in the afternoon. Wow. The next day. So that the reason we did that We're is there, man. We used to live in Vancouver for UBC or whatever. And so we we figured that we would uh we would go a night early so we could kinda enjoy Vancouver and uh and whatever. And so we do this, we get back to the hotel in Vancouver at like one PM. We're like, we're gonna nap. Can't do it. So then Dave kinda has this like transformation uh, and feel free for anyone listening to call them this when they see him at the golf course but it's it's west coast dave, west uh, coast dave. <laughs> he gets a bit of a surfer vibe to him wow. uh and and basically what he did was ended up taking us around vancouver and i'll admit it was really cool but he kind of treated us like his little saskatchewan tourist you know so like <laughs> He'd take us to the ocean to snap pictures, and then he's like, oh, I know, like, this wicked place to get sushi, boys, and whatever. And then he lined up, like, <laughs> this, like, <laughs> he lined up this house party for us and kits, you know? And, like, it was just, like, I don't know. I mean, West Coast Dave is probably my favorite Dave. But, yeah, I mean, hopefully hopefully the boys boys let him know that. But that was uh, – and, and then, you know, the festivities kind of went on well into the night because he knows Vancouver quite well. So it was – I'll give him credit. Uh, he, he did show us a very good time that day and night. But, uh, but yeah, the sightseeing portion of it was uh, pretty priceless. So, yeah. That's unreal. West Coast, Dave. I love it. Okay, <laughs> there's, there's a four and a half, five more questions here. Uh, if you can name this one here, Dumpf, uh, Duncan Meadows, dot, 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 care to explain? Yeah, okay, so 
Wait, first or, off, can, can you guess who wrote that in? Yeah, Dave Stewart. <laughs> yeah, Dave had four. Love that. Love that. Well, I wouldn't doubt it. I mean, like I said, he's a fanboy. Um, <laughs> West, sorry, that's from West Coast Dave, Duncan Meadows. Yeah, that is from West Coast Dave. So uh, <laughs> I think that one might stick, honestly. Oh, yeah, I'm for sure. <laughs> Next time I call but, him, hey, West Coast, Dave, what's up? Yeah. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Oh man, I hope he loves that, but we'll see. Uh, anyway, it um, no Duncan Meadows. So basically, that was that same men's, the Canadian men's, where you played on two different courses. Since there's 260 guys, you play it half on one course, half on the other, and then you rotate the first two days, and then the last two days are at like the the home course or whatever. And so Duncan Meadows was the main course that weekend. Uh, Dave missed the cut. I made the cut. Humble brag. And uh, <laughs> Love <laughs> anyway, it. he jumps on my bag, right? So he's gonna he's gonna caddy for me, and he's like, "Man, I think we're gonna make moves, whatever." And I'm like, "Okay, wicked, wicked. I love this." And like, uh, we start out okay, you know, we're we're probably even couple over. Then we go on a bit of a melter, uh, not not doing so hot, whatever. Doesn't matter. We get to like, I I can't remember the hole, but it's this part five. It's probably like 13 or 14, and it's got. It's kind of like this wide open, like link style hole uh, that goes up and to the left. And I hit this like sizzling snipe hook off to the left. And it like runs forever in like the rough up onto the side of a tee box. And like, I mean, like ball not only like above the feet, but also like sloping left to right. Like this is a friggin' nightmare. Okay. And it's a blind shot from where we are. And we have 270 to the green. And Dave insists that we need to, quote unquote, get something going. And I'm like, dude, I'm like, this is this is a nightmare. Like, there's no way. Like, I, I gotta, I, I'm just gonna hit wedge, wedge. You know, we'll we'll do something, whatever. And he's like, no, nah, man, I like this. Let's make a move. I'm like, okay, you know what? Like, fuck it, let's let's do it. And so I pull out three wood, and I hit like career three wood, like nailed it. Uh except for like kind of the way I was angled, it sailed. <laughs> it probably flew 280 Jeez. and about 40 right. Uh, we, get, we get up there, uh, asked the spotter on the hole, like where it went. And he just pointed into the abyss and was like, yeah, I think you got to go replay. And so anyway, was, you're fired. <laughs> at, the, at the time. Uh, yeah, we were, we weren't going so hot anyway, but it was a lot of fun. And, uh, yeah, I probably made double. I don't know, whatever. But, honestly, it, it kind of goes back to that Nationals things where, like, you know, if if I would have birdied that hole, I'd never remember it. But instead, you kind of, whatever, do a goofy thing with your buddy and you make a big number. But it's, it's hilarious. It's the same, like, I'm sure, like, where Scotty's texting in about having his worst two putting days of his life. Like, I mean – it's honestly kind of better than if you had this best two putting. Yeah. I mean, you know, you, you want to play good, so it's not exactly accurate, but it, it kind of all goes together. Okay, man. Uh, these ones now are kind of more so rapid questions for you. Uh, favorite golf memory from Amanda? Favorite golf memory? Um, man, I got a, I got a, lunch like i don't know anytime i golfed with my grandpa he, he passed away a couple of years ago and he was such a beauty man i i miss him a lot and so 
anytime I got to play with him, I mean, I have a like a kind of side note on that one that could be like maybe one of my coolest golf memories. Yeah, spin it. Unique. Um, so spin it, I, DJ. I don't, know how, I don't know how many people in Saskatchewan have done this, but I've actually finished top three in two different provincial events, like in different province. Uh, wow. It's actually a territory, not a province. Uh, <laughs> in in twenty fifteen. Uh, I finished third in the Yukon Golf Championships, and I don't know how many people know that. Um, what the hell went yeah. in the Yukon? Well, my wife, uh, a bunch of her university friends are actually from Whitehorse, and so we got invited to a wedding up there. And since I'm, you missed uh, the wedding, you were golfing. I love it. <laughs> no, but that's kind of what it to me maybe finishing third, not first. Uh, <laughs> I, uh, no, just because I'm a golf degenerate, I was like, okay, I'm going to be in Whitehorse for a week over Canada Day. And then I just kind of like Googled it. And sure enough, their provincial championships, it's only a two-dayer, was oh, the Saturday, Sunday, and the wedding was the Saturday. The trick was the wedding was actually in northern, way north British Columbia, like two hours from Whitehorse. I was like, oh, man, I can swing this, no problem. So I like play the first round, <laughs> like pretty good. I'm in second. <laughs> Go to this wedding, get home about, I don't know, four in the morning, uh, tea time eight, wake oh. up at six, drive two hours from BC back up to Whitehorse. Oh my Be off on basically no sleep. Uh, and then I got quoted in the, uh, Yukon news saying I was a little fuzzy headed, but, uh, it's <laughs> you know, uh, it kind of cool. If I would have been from <laughs> Yukon, I would have made their willing and cup team. So it's, uh, yeah, it's kind of a real quirky thing but uh yeah i definitely played the yukon golf championships and honestly sneaky for anyone listening whitehorse is one of the coolest cities in canada it's unbelievable it's like uh it's got like a real bam for jasper vibe to it um and it's so natural and untouched up there and the golf course is like uh kind of like a waskasu elkridge hybrid um, okay so it's yeah no it's a uh, it's a pretty cool place to go. So that would be my coolest memory, but my best memory is basically any time I got to play with my grandpa. Yeah, that's awesome, man. Uh, okay, one of our main sponsors, obviously, Divots Indoor Golf asks, favorite golf course? Ooh, that's, uh, that's, a, that's a pretty good question. I mean, the, the easy one for Saskatchewan is Wasta Soup. Uh, it's, it's a no-brainer. It's a different answer, Wasta. though, man. It's a different answer. Yeah, Everyone always has Riverside, which is fine. But, yeah, it's awesome. I, I, I mean, I love Riverside. I really do. I'm not uh, not knocking it in the slightest. It's probably the most close to a championship type course in the like kind of all around. It's it's a fantastic course. But Waska Sioux, I mean, I guess I always kind of look at a golf course and I'm like, you like usually when you play a golf course, you can find one or two bad holes. Or if it's a not a great golf course, you can find ten bad holes. Yeah. But, you know, you tell me a bad hole at Waska Sioux, and that's why it's so. Yeah, Damn. for sure. Um, but the outside of Saskatchewan, I mean, Wasatchewan is my favorite all time, but um, I got to play uh, Pacific Grove in California, which is like a Ocean Link style course. Uh, Victoria Golf Club is absolutely amazing. And uh, Royal Montreal, which I got to play with uh, Dave Stewart and the McNall brothers, uh, kind of oh. on a... You must have a story time. there, Dom. Sorry, cutting you off there. You must have some stories from the McNalls and Dave Stewart on that on that course. Well, yeah. I mean, okay. So basically, we it was the Canadian mid was just outside of Montreal, and so naturally we were like, well, let's go up a couple days early and you know rip up uh, 
rip up Montreal. I mean, one thing I'll say, these national trips, we always try to do it that way, where you go up a couple days early and you kind of get it out of you, per se, you know, yeah. do the party and whatever. Because we do really take the golf pretty serious when you're there. If you miss the cut, you party. But, yeah. but while you're playing, as long as you continue going on, I mean, you really are trying because you don't want to waste it either. Like, it's no fun to go there and be hungover and shoot 95, you know, like you want to, yeah. you want to play. So anyway, we always try to work it out that way where we go up two or three nights early and then that way you can, you can really rip it up and then kind of focus up and, and do your practice round in your tournament. But uh, yeah, we got the Royal Regina connection to Royal Montreal. That's what uh, Sean McNall did. Um, we basically destroyed uh, the St. Catharines in Montreal the night before. Uh, it was when, UFC was on McGregor versus Diaz, the first one. Oh, uh, wow. Everywhere was just lit up. Uh, we uh, honestly, I don't remember all that much. I mean, the, the McNall brothers aren't really partying, but they were around the whole time. Right? Yeah. So, but no, it was, a, it was a good time. And then we wake up the next day and it's pouring rain. Like, I mean, pouring. And we get to Royal Montreal and um, they're basically like, you know, you guys want to do this? And we're like, yeah, for sure. Well, it starts like, pouring buckets like i mean six inches of rain while we're there and we get to about hole six and we're all kind of like a little bit gloom and doom about it go to the pro shop and be like hey guys like you know the the royal regina guy or like so sean mcnall got to play free the other three of us i think we paid you know 180 200 bucks something like that like it's it's not a cheap round and then wow we were kind of like hey can we you know get a refund and they're like Hey man, no re- no refund. You chose to go in the rain, and then it actually kind of made it amazing because then we were just like, "Well, shit." I mean, it's paid for. We're gonna play another twelve holes at at Montreal, and it, and then you kind of just embrace the downpour. Yeah, right? like I stopped. I, I don't even like. I wasn't switching the gloves in and out, or like taking my hat on and off, like or you know wiping grips, all that stuff. Yeah, if you were trying, yeah. Like, you know, screw it, and then uh, and then we just played best ball match play coming in so you could pick up your ball if it was uh, a little too too squirrely and and yeah no it was a it was a very cool time um yeah awesome that's sick man okay there's uh three more here uh done one from uh well two i guess questions from both my co-hosts that couldn't be here today unfortunately but troy my brother as always his um his question is your ultimate foursome Oh, yeah. I mean, that's that's easy. It would be my my grandpa, Tiger Woods, and John Daly, and I wouldn't even wow. I, I like wouldn't it. even think twice about it. That's awesome. Okay, yeah. and from the Reverend, the guy that likes the gas beers, favorite beverage on the course or after a round? Uh wow. <laughs> Whatever's cold for sure, but I mean, of course, I like Molson branded products. Like there it Coors is. Light uh yeah no i mean well and obviously with with dave i mean the uh he, he's he's pretty good with the with the molson beers around his buddies so i mean i really do yeah coors light whatever uh if it's not like a golf course like after golf i mean you want something light and cold like I mean, that's kind of and then you can you can diesel a few whereas you know in the middle of winter i, I don't know i don't mind like you know Guinness or Dos Equis or you yeah, know, no, just, yeah, n- uh, no free ads there, Sean. So we'll move hey, on. Hey, Dos Equis is owned by Molson. Fun <laughs> really? It is. Wow. 100%. Yeah. Okay. Unless well, Guinness team, is not. I don't know those those corporations <laughs> switch around all the time. Oh, Miller Lite too, man. Miller Lite is as good as it gets, and that's Molson product too. So I'm safe. 
You're you're good. It's all good. I'm just I'm just busting your balls. Jay, actually, I have two. Qu- actually, I might have three. I don't know. I always get carved for this. I have a hard time wrapping up interviews. Low round. Sixty-three. Dude, me yeah. too. Where? Willows, lakes, and islands with nice. two water balls. That was the that was the claim to fame in that round. Yeah, I had uh, hit in the water twice. Shot sixty-three at uh, at Saskatoon Club. It's. 64 blues and 66 blacks. Um, yeah. yeah wow. Those would be, those yeah, would 63 be. legacy in Arizona. Not a big deal. Ooh, spicy. Yeah, I was pretty pumped. Jay, what do you dislike or like about what Off the Hosel, the podcast? What do I dislike about it? Well, I hope there's no dislikes. I mean, not like oh, yeah, or I, dislikes. I, I, really, I dislike about it. I think what you guys are doing is really good. I mean, I, uh, I, don't, I don't know. I mean, I, I think it's cool to get, like, the golf sass guys on there. And then you also have, like, a really impressive roster of, like, notable names. So it's, like, it's kind of fun to listen to it on, like, both sides of the spectrum, you know, whether you're kind of maybe not as much of a golfer and you're into it for like the, the other guys. And then maybe you hear some cool stuff about golf and get into it. Or, you know, if you're a, whatever, I mean, a, a Saskatchewan golfer, you get to listen to guys, you know, and then also some that you've seen on TV or heard of. Uh, no, I think it's great. And like the, the power rankings thing, I mean, I think it's going to be a hit, man. I don't know. I got a, I hope so. I got a feeling uh, two kids. Sean is, is going to be uh sliding down that list and and it'll get replaced by a lot more young guys but uh it's cool to be on there and it's it's definitely something that i think people will i don't know put in the back of their mind a bit when they're when they're trying to compete and play tournaments and you know see how how well you can do awesome okay done last one here um you know you touched on it lots throughout the interview what is one piece of advice you would tell well especially me um, or the young juniors or the young amateurs, the old amateurs that had never gone, um, just what it takes to make it to the national stage. Honestly, you, I really don't practice all that much, but when I do, <laughs> I, uh, I, I'm I focus Capra. on, on putting and chipping. I, I do. I mean, that's, that's all I ever work on. Uh, I got a bit of a, a hint of a Patrick Reed kind of game to me a little bit sometimes when I'm hitting it good, it's all good. But when it goes squirrely, I always have like a lot of confidence that I can get up and down from basically. Anywhere. Yeah. And that's, that's kind of how you save yourself to get to the, the higher tournaments. It's like I was saying, I mean, steady golf, like, you know, when you're playing good, everything's easy. Like, you, you know, I can go shoot a 66 at my home course and feel good or me, you know, 68 at a provincial tournament or, or whatever. It's the, the question is, is like, how good can you play in your bad days? Can you, if, if I only hit nine greens and five fairways, if I shoot 80, I'm, I'm done. But if I can get up and down six out of seven times, yeah. well, all of a sudden I turned a 79 or 80 into a 73 or four and, and you rebound the next day. So, I mean, it's tail as old as time, but like short game wins, man. Like if you can, if you can get up and down and play good bunker shots and, and make the putts, like you're, you're always going to play good. Awesome, Sean. Well, everyone listening right now, this is Sean Dunphy, number eight ranked player on the Birch Supply Company and Molson Coors sponsored top 25 power rankings. Uh, Dunphy, I can't wait to do this in person this summer. 
um, at a course or a tournament, wherever we're at, man, I, I really appreciate you coming on today and, uh, I look forward to doing this again in person. A hundred percent, buddy. I, I appreciate you having me on and, and you know what, maybe we live stream that Louis Riel cup final match. We'll see. Oh baby. I love it. The, the chirps and the heat is already coming. Uh, I can't wait, man. Uh, Jay, take care, Dump. Awesome. You too. Birch Supply Company is a proud sponsor of Off the Halls of Podcast. They're a Canadian clothing brand based out of Saskatchewan. The company was founded by two lifelong friends who represent their passion for style, the outdoors, and good times through their clothing. Birch Supply Company strives to be involved in the community and bring you quality Canadian-made products. You can check out their current lineup and get the lowdown on new arrivals through their Instagram page at Birch Supply. Alrighty, there it is, episode 59. Another great episode. Sean Dunphy, we talk Canadian AMs, Canadian mid-AMs, the trips, the stories, an unreal interview with him. Loved getting those sassy guys on because that's why we initially started this thing. Absolutely, Drew. It was a very, very good interview. Sorry I couldn't be there. Work called, but uh, yeah, you did a hell of a job with that one. Thank you. Yeah, no, it was uh, a lot of fun with him. Uh, just in general, though, the whole podcast in itself, you know, we talk uh, sports, we talk about new movies, new shows, hockey rundown as always. Um, yeah, and maybe just a quick little thank you to all our sponsors too that are still on board with us, Troy. Yeah, we need we need more though. Always looking for more. Absolutely. Yeah. B- big thanks to the ones that are on board with us. Uh, you know who you are. We'll uh, we'll be tagging you in all of our social media posts, which uh, of course Facebook is uh, off the hosel, Instagram and Twitter is at underscore off the hosel. Give us a follow. Give us a like. Give us some co- blah, 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 blah. Give us some feedback. Uh, stay tuned. Lots of contests coming up, as always. Um, Drew had a pleasure with this one today. Uh, looking forward to episode sixty next week. So uh, enjoy your week off. Yeah, we're, uh, we're, can you please rip off again where we are as always? Well, of course, this is like easy for me. I said it so many times. We're located live at Divots Indoor Golf in Regina, Saskatchewan, 6823 Rochdale Boulevard. Give them a call at 306-206-1270 or visit them at www.divotsgolf.com. Book your tee time, get down here, check out the food, check out the staff, check out the simulators, enjoy it. It's cold outside, it's warm inside. Play Divots, don't make them. Yeah, unreal. And as always, we like to mention too, just why not? It's a recap and we can do what we want. Nissan is the podcast host. The podcast presenting sponsor of the podcast, we'll say. They are. Um, yeah, this is a fun one again. I'm excited for next week as we have, not sure who yet we're dropping just quite yet as we have some technical difficulties with the Cole Lind interview. And we have... Uh, we, we've got some names up our sleeve. We do, yeah. So stay tuned. Hope you guys enjoyed the interview today. Troy, as always, it's been a fun time with you. Good seeing you, Drew. You as well. Let's, uh, let's do it again next week. Absolutely. Can't, can't wait for it. All right, Troy. Take care. Everyone else, have a great Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday, Monday. See ya. Peace.